Welcome to the Shout Me Loud podcast, a podcast for bloggers about blogging, making money online, WordPress, SEO, and much, much more. Welcome to another episode of the Managing Happiness Show. I think we settled on the Managing Happiness Show. And I have my good friend Harsh here. Hi, Harry. Hi, people. Harsh um, visited us all the way from India. It's our, is, are you, is he our first international guest? No, aside from family? Kind of? Yes, yeah, yeah, cool. My wife is watching us. The pleasures of recording this at home and not on the road. Harsh runs a website called Shop Me Loud, which is very, very popular. And maybe just talk a little bit about your business. Yes, so Shoutloud, uh, it's a blog which basically empowers people to live a boss-free life. Uh, our motto is simple, that anybody from anywhere can start their online business and they can start a blog and become their own boss. The most important thing, we help them to find their own passion. Like even if you're working, um, you have a job or you're doing something just for the money, I think that's not what life is all about. Life is Life has better meaning much bigger meaning and we help them find it and at the top of it help them to make money from it okay that's that's pretty awesome i would have needed this a few years ago or i don't know like when i was 15 or so to have this realization that's not about the american dream of following the path of just making as much money as possible and kind of waking up and figuring out what's my my real passion in life I think I shared this a few times. I had like a scary wake-up moment when my wife was diagnosed with breast cancer, where I really thought about like, hey, what do I actually want out of life? I envisioned me laying on my deathbed whenever this is, and thinking, did it have the impact that I want to have? Did it really live the life the way I want to? Did it have the impact I want to? And yeah, I wish I would have had this earlier in life. I could have had more impact. And yeah, you found your passion. Yeah, yeah, I found my passion. And um, it's also we also have like another a few other site site sites like in a, a few other businesses right yes so blogging is what like uh, short note is all about blogging because that's what made me a blogger and that's what I teach on short note but apart from that I have a few other passion like I love technology um, so I have a tech blog called short me tech uh, since I blog on WordPress I also have a blog on WordPress called the Lupi Sutra and my recently found passion is about cryptocurrency, like Bitcoin, Ethereum, and stuff. Mm. So I have started a new blog. Uh, it's Coin Sutra, which is doing pretty good. Like so, everything in the Bitcoin world, yes. it's doing pretty good right now. Yes, <laughs> that that cryptocurrency is great. Huh. Don't talk about that. So as you know, the show is mainly about how to fit home into hustle and how to align the busy work-life entrepreneurs with their family life and how to find this symbiosis that this actually works together and that there's no permanent tug of war, you know. And you're also married, right? Yes, like two and a half years. Two and a half years you're married. And how do you, does your wife work with you? How, how are you integrated somehow? What are your struggles? Just tell me a little bit about your family situation. Right, so when we got married, uh, my wife, she was working in a solar plant company. And then I showed her like, you know, there's no way to live the life. And then she, at the part time, she started managing a blog of her own. Mm, okay. And then after a year, she quit her job. And then she started, she actually became a blogger where she's managing a blog of herself. And now we travel the world. We, you know, like we live a kind of free life. 
a boss free life. A boss free life, where we are our own boss. And Lily wants to be in the show too. Oh, really? Say hi to. <laughs> <coughs> so now, uh, both of us like following whatever our heart says. That is actually helping people to grow their business. And Shal is Shal, my wife. She's managing Shouty Hindi, an Indian popular Hindi blog in India. Okay, so it's basically the same thing as Shopping Out, but in Hindi version. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. And is she also the face of this blog, or is no? She's managing. Uh, she's managing it. Whereas right now she's contributing, but she doesn't want to be faced right now. She says like, once I am ready, I'll be the sure. Okay. Okay. Cool. Oh. I mean, it's almost a little bit of cheating. Like usually, I talk to entrepreneurs who have, you know, offices and lots of people in in one office, and they're bound to to the office. And that, like, it's definitely different struggles that, let's say, the traditional entrepreneur has to endure. Versus you, like being free, having no office, everybody working remote. Yeah, that's true. But the challenges remains the same. Like managing the team. Working in collaboration, um, I, um, so the challenges remain the same. However, this is more liberating because you don't have you don't have to report in time in our work. So in blogging, what we really need to do is we need to get work, uh, work done in given time. Now that's very important. So having output basically having output, and <coughs> we use certain tools to uh, you know get this done. Like so, our whole team is. Uh, remote team. We are like team of eight people. We use tools like Slack, Skype, and others to keep communicating. And do you also use like time tracking software on people, like Time Doctor or something like this? Um, nothing like that. <coughs> we have dedicated. Uh, we have we give deadlines to our uh, people, like okay, to the writers, to the writers, to the editors. To our designers, that you have to deliver in this time, and the quality should be like that. If they are maintaining that, then that's great. If they are not, that means we need to level up our game. We you need to improve. So that's our lifestyle. Works right. Like a big thing of managing, being able to step a little bit away from from your job, from the business, is to delegate proper. You know, it's a very important thing to. Delegate and let go of certain things, and you know, and trust other people to do these things for you. You know, otherwise, it's it's really hard to have a proper work-life balance. What was the biggest thing that you let go of, or that you delegated that freed you up? So, uh, you know, there was time when I started. I was very afraid of giving away the work to others because I always thought, like, okay, they won't be able to deliver it like the way I do. And that was a big roadblock in the growth of the company. But then I realized if I won't create people like me, like give them the mindset, and they won't. Uh, so basically, the ideology becomes like I have to create a replica of me. So since the way I'm growing, my team has to grow, and somebody has to take my space. Mm -hmm. And that has been the philosophy so far. Like anybody who joins our team, he has to grow. Then he or she has to create somebody else to take their space so that okay. they can okay. grow. Uh -huh. um, that has been working out pretty well for us. Are you not scared that people, you know, when you teach somebody everything that you know, that they'll just like say, "Hey, man, goodbye. I'm just going to do this on my own now." That's very true. And yes, that was scary until unless we never had a value system, because I realized like if you give uh, the only reason if people are working for you is the money, 
they would leave you because if somebody else offer them better money or if yeah, you yeah, know yeah. how to find the money they won't work with you like if you offer them something more than money like you know an opportunity to create a dent in the community mm -hmm. and a, an opportunity to create their own name mm -hmm. and you know they would be with you as long as they are growing not even not only financially but as a person mm -hmm. they would be there mm -hmm. so uh, if you want to grow, of course, you have to let go of that fear. That's very important. And then, of course, you need to ensure that you don't, um, you know, you don't give away everything at one time. It's a slow and gradual process. Mm -hmm. So, if you keep the people want to learn more, and they know that you are the person who can deliver, uh, you can help them to learn more, to grow them in the life, they would be with you forever. I also think if you have a very strong vision statement in your business yes. that uh, really resonates with the people that work for you. If you do something that actually has an impact in the world or we actually help people or something that people can identify with that work for you, I think they'll also stick around longer, you know, because uh, if you actually do something good, you know, you kind of have... I think it's all about fulfillment. You, us as an individual, if we feel fulfilled by the end of the day, when we sleep and we are happy with what we are doing, yeah, I think that's it that's all you need like it does not matter what you're working you're working as a boss you're working uh, as an employer you're working anywhere in any kind of field it's all about fulfillment mm -hmm. actually talking about we talked yesterday uh, a lot about your mission statement your vision statement of your, of your business and now that i rethink this living a boss free life actually it kind of works but like the the thing that is Annoying me a little bit is the word boss. When we were in the pool a few minutes ago, we talked about being a boss versus being a leader. Right. You know? Uh, so, yeah, I don't know if you are familiar with this concept. There was, I saw some some image where there were a few people pulling like a stone block, uh, you know, like in ancient Egypt when they built the pyramids. And on top of the stone block, there was a desk with a guy sitting and he was just like pointing into the direction where this block has to be moved but he was sitting on the block being pulled and above it says this is a boss and then there was another picture where everybody was pulling and the guy was standing in front of the people and pointing to the direction like hey we're gonna walk there uh and they said this is a leader you know so like thinking about like being a boss versus being a leader what's what, what comes to your mind of course being a leader being a leader you don't have to hand um, you know handhold somebody to make them reach the height you always show them the direction eventually it's always your journey the way you can contribute into people's life is by showing them the direction and then the people find their own way if you are helping them like all together in 100 percent then you're not actually helping them to grow mm. you're just like showing them your way of living and that's not right I think, uh, you know, in world, they're like, of course, many kind of people, but there are two people, two kind of people. One, who are born leaders. Second, people who have leadership qualities, but they don't know yet. Mm. What we can do best, we can help them discover themselves. And what they do after that, it's completely their choice. I'm really sure. Do you really think it's people are born leaders? I think, yes. Yeah? Oh. Uh-huh. Maybe it's, maybe it's a mindset, but I think like for, for being a leader, it's a lot of things like that I had to acquire over the years in the business, you know, to kind of know how to how to lead, how to do right by people, how to 
not discourage people, you know, how to build people up and, and all this stuff. You know, so. so, to me, one thing, like, do you think a leader ever stops learning? No. He has to learn. That's the same with the people. Now, the thing is, like, maybe one person is not a leader in everything that he or she do, does. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's one thing, they are in leader, uh, they are actual leader, but they don't know that yet. They have to yet discover that particular part of the life. So there is leadership quality in everyone. However, they need to find where, in which field they are the leader. Now think yeah. hmm, Interesting. We'll take a, a question from the audience because my wife just walked in. Honey, what do you think? Do you think people are, some people are born leaders or is it always something that you learn over time or some, you know, like nature versus nurture is something that you become through the experiences that you have in your life or how your parents raise you? Or do you think it's like really some people are just born with being a leader? It's both. It's, um, some people, uh, they're just born that way. They, they start leading from a very young age. You can see with our three-year-old one right now, some delegates with already and others follows, uh, follow. Mm. Um, Yes, it's it's a, a it's it's a, it's a natural thing, but it's of course what your parents give to you on your way growing up is really important as well. If you're going to, you know, the experience is really important. But I think it's a mixture, a mixture of both. So, in case you didn't hear this, because the microphone, it's a shotgun mic, headed, you know, pointing to either direction. My wife's opinion on this is that. It's, it's a mix, it's nature and nurture. Some kids, when they're, you know, as we can see with our daughter Emma in preschool, some kids lead and tell other kids what to do and others follow, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I, guess that's I believe right. that in the family, there's always one strong person. So it's either the mom or the dad who actually give the kids these values. Mm -hmm. Who's a leader type. Others are going to be having a little bit harder to learn how to be a leader. Okay. And so my wife is making the point that she is the born leader and I had, I had to learn how to be a leader. Yeah. Which is actually, <laughs> which is, she, she's celebrating this right now, but uh, it's actually true. I, I used to be very introverted and I'm a recovering introvert. You know, I learned. learned. It's very hard to see that part of it. Like, you, you were an introvert, it's very hard to imagine that. Actually, our, uh, our mutual friend Saeed was like very uh, instrumental in, in changing me. Okay. You know, we, we met at a conference and he took me by the hand and um, introduced me to everybody who was there at the conference, like all the speakers, the organizers, etc. And um, he, you know how he is, he's like very outgoing and very... He's very extrovert and he's actually one of the leaders that I really admire. Uh, he, he's, he's awesome. He really showed me how to, it can be actually really fun to be extroverted, you know, and somehow something clicked in my head and then I, you know, kind of tasted blood and wanted to do more of this. And it was not, a, not, an, not an easy journey. I went to like two or three networking events in Los Angeles per week mm -hmm. to just like talk to people I didn't know, you know, to kind of... So how did you get out of this, like... How did you start talking to the people and what did you talk about? I mean, I went to like tech-related networking events, you know, so it was like always like pitch your business, you know, talk about. But did um, you get value out of it? I mean, I got, I made some connections, I hired some people, I found some, a few customers and I've been building my network, so I, I, there was definitely that value. But for me, the biggest value was to 
overcome my fears, you know, and kind of like by constant exposure to it, at some point it became normal. I think this is very important because people are actually very scared of going to the networking event, even I was at one stage. But I think like if they start like this, you know, it would change a lot of things. Has this thing changed something about you? Like, oh, it's tremendous, like really big change. And it's being a leader is also means you have to stand out, you know, stick out and have exposure, which can mean that you're criticized, which can mean that people are not happy with you, which can mean a lot of things. Like basically you are in the limelight, you know, and uh, it's, it's uh, for an introvert, it's a very scary thing, you know, but it, it reaps a lot of benefits. So it's, and also, uh, I think we talked about this yesterday. I'm also a firm believer you make every decision in life you either make out of love or out of fear. Right. And if I act out of love, um, for example, in public speaking, if I, the stuff that I have to say in this presentation, if I think about that this is going to help the audience to do X, Y, Z better, you know, to improve their life, then it's very easy for me to give a good presentation versus if I think about um, how am I perceived, you know, do they think I'm an idiot, well, do, they think, like uh, do they think I have a strange accent or whatever. Then it becomes really hard to deliver a presentation. You know? So it's uh, right. So do everything out of love, uh -huh. and yeah, rather than being then you're being on the right afraid. path. Yeah, yeah. Everything else, everything you want is on the other side of fear. I guess you know. Yes. Kind of everything you want to achieve, you have to kind of overcome that fear hurdle. It's like climbing a mountain. Once you climb, there's another mountain waiting, but that's the <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, at some point it becomes fun. It's like an acquired taste like smoking for introverts. You know, if you start smoking and in the beginning it tastes horrible, but at some point you start liking it. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> um, but I had like a card with some stuff that I wrote down. Um, another thing I want to ask you is because your blog became like really wildly successful, like you're really well known in in the WordPress world, and you're really well known, especially in India. How do you handle this growth? So it doesn't affect you negatively or affect your family negatively? Now, there was a time it was affecting me quite well, because uh, quite bad, because you know, when the fame starts coming into your life, you want more of it. And to be honest, there is no proper training for it. Like, okay, how do you handle the fame? Mm -hmm. And it's a magic wand. If you don't know how to handle it, <laughs> it can do really bad for you. Uh -huh. So after a while, when you know life starts happening to me, I was like, okay, everything is happening great. What's next? And my life kind of like you know took a backstage because money was coming. Uh, my life was going in a great phase, but I lost vision of my life. Like where in which direction I'm going and what do I have to do? What is the purpose of my life? Well, that's where I start discovering myself and uh, number one, I actually, you know, start coming out of my comfort zone. I started doing things that kind of I was afraid of. Uh, number one was speaking in front of the public, like actually doing the public speaking, going in front of thousands of people. I actually went to US for uh, affiliate summit and spoke there. Now that was something back in like five years back, I could never imagine doing that kind of thing. So. Uh, the thing, I mean, the takeaway here is like you start first, you prepare yourself for all the negative criticism. You accept that, okay, failure 
can and will happen. It's important how do you prepare yourself for handling it. Now those are the two things that help me to like you know uh, get out of that phase of like okay I'm here I just have to sit here. I was ready that my life is not going to be here all this. It's going to go down, going to go up. Now that's about the feeling. What about me? What do what exactly I want to do in the life? Have you figured it out? I kind of figured it out. And I realized like the reason I started everything because I really wanted to help people because I discovered something of my own. Nobody told me that okay, blogging is going to change your life. Mm. I just figured out okay, there is a, another way to live a life where you don't have to take orders from somebody, you don't have to stuck in traffic to go to the office, or you don't have to wait for the uh, month end for the salary and then live the life. Mm. And then I realized I really want to pass this knowledge to others who really want to live this kind of life or who actually don't know that this kind this of life is, is possible. possible. Yes. Well, that became my mission. And that is what I'm like truly working on. Mm-hmm. Which is awesome. It's it's uh, funny when you find this purpose in life. It's you don't work a single hour in your life because you really stop. When you go to bed, you feel good about it. In the morning, when you get up, you're excited about doing it again. Yeah. Yes. Um, one more thing. I mean, I don't know if it's important because when you're growing, when everything is happening good. You need to find your own calling, and your own calling is not just like you know. If you are being an if you are an entrepreneur, you are a solopreneur, you have to be the best. You have to be a good human being, and that you can discover only by knowing the true meaning of life, the true meaning of being human, by connecting to yourself and connecting to people around you. That could be anyone. That does not have to be people from your community. It can be people from different community, different place, different religion. And the way I found it is by disco- getting into the spirituality, mm-hmm. and just don't confuse spirituality with the religion or any kind of like you have to do certain thing in certain way. Um, it's more about realizing that why you are born, mm-hmm. and what would happen if you are there or if you are not there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was my calling. And um, I know you've you've done a few. Let's say spiritual things. Like, you you want to share like what? Yeah. So um, I think it was like two years back when I was like really lost in my life. Where I was like, okay, which direction I have to move in the life? I had no idea. And then that's where I started, uh, you know, learning about like life uh, higher meaning. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say like it's pretty, uh, you know, that's everything that you need to do, but. Everybody should at least uh, read about this kind of stuff. Know like what is the higher meaning of the life, and then uh, meditation is one thing that has been uh, suggested by every leader that I know of. Every people who are successful in their life, they say meditate because it calms you down, it connects you with you. And then I went for this retreat. It's called Vipassana. It's a ten-day meditation retreat where uh, you know you stay. Uh, you basically take a vow of not speaking for ten days. Uh, for the ten days you meditate, like nine hours a day, and that has a very big impact in my life. Like even now, uh, all my anxiety, all my FOMO, all those things are gone. And FOMO, fear of missing out. For and that's that's something very normal in the tech community because they're like so much to do in this internet world. Well, uh, that was gone. But more, most important, I found the peace in the life. Even if I have everything, even if I have, don't have anything, mm. I'm me. I'm not gonna change. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm happy. 
Yeah, it's uh, you can't control, you can't really control what's happening to you in your life, but you have full control on how you react to it and what kind of meaning you interpret. For most of you, if you don't know, uh, David himself, he's a big believer of, uh, he's a big meditator and yoga person. He himself uh, meditate like how often do you meditate? I meditate every day. You in the morning, yeah, first thing when I get up. Do you, do you think it's important for everybody? I, I know it's definitely important for me. You know, it, it's made a big impact in my life to calm me even more. And I was always pretty chilled out, but this like you know, put me to another level to be able to withstand stress of life, work, family, whatever happens. I'm I'm prepared to handle it. Before, the biggest impact that I felt when uh, I started to do yoga on a regular basis, and yoga is like a form of moving meditation as well, right? So, right. Um, was I was I could not take criticism, especially not from people that I value a lot. Uh, it's kind of shut me down. Like when my business partner criticized me in a harsh way, then I like just kind of like, I could not really know what to do. Mm, I've kind of froze. I couldn't like really make my point or convince them otherwise or so. And once I started doing yoga on a regular basis, I was just like like a non-stick pan. Like whatever came just like washed right off me and I was just able to hear it and process it. And it made like a really big impact. Also, once I started doing yoga on a regular basis, I didn't get sick anymore. Before when somebody with a cold just walked by me, Shook my hand. I was like, "Okay, I'm toast. Like, I know I'm, 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 I'm dead for a week." It was like, uh, and you know, aside from this, like, a lot of other very. The point is, they are not like the. Uh, they are the tools that actually make you better in life. They're not something uh, that would make you success in one day or two days. They should be the part of your life. Meditation, yoga. That's yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I'm a firm believer that you have to do these things on a regular basis. You know, like taking a shower. You can't take a shower today and expect that you're good for one month. Right. You know, you have to really do it every day on a consistent basis and have it really built into your habits. Sure. Um, I think we, I think it's really good. Let's 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 wrap this up and sure. uh, maybe an open question. What something that you want to share with the audience that you know we didn't talk about or you think it's it's important? Yeah, one thing you share that you want to talk about is the money. Okay. I think because money is the enabler that helps you to. You know, live your life the way you want first, and then of course you can do anything after that because you need enough money to live and survive. And especially in the tech community, the entrepreneur uh, people who are like uh, tech freak, they start a great startup, they make great money. But what they don't do is they don't manage their money. Really. And I believe like you should have, you should make the money work for you. You should invest your money in a way that it should generate money. Now, well, the common mindset is that, okay, I'm working and I'll keep working and I'll keep making more money, which is great mindset. Of course, you should focus on making money, but at the same time, the money that you earn, you know, apart from spending your like daily expense or your even your luxurious expense, you should put your money, invest your money in the right place. That could be, you know, bonds, government bonds, in the real estate, in the cryptocurrency, in the places where it generates more money. Hmm. If you don't do that, you know, there would be time. Life is not hunky uh, dory. Like it would be up and down. So when your life goes down, if you have enough money, uh, you know, like those uh, money for the bad times, it could help you a lot. And think more than you. Think about your family. Like if some something happens to you, 
what would happen to your family, especially if your family is dependent on you? I was never really thinking about this. And when my mother passed away a few years ago, but when I started my businesses and also when I started Maxidian, it I always felt like, well, if shit hits the fan, I'll just move back home to Germany and live with my mom. It was kind of like always my backup plan. And then when she, uh, when my daughter was born, this really changed my mindset. And then also my mother passing away, this really changed my mindset that I really have to make sure I can provide. And even if I get hit by a bus, that you know my family's still well off. You know, so kind of having like life insurance, having enough money on the side, not gambling too much, making sure that you know that the house is paid for. You know, that when I go, that everything is going to be fine. It's actually really important also not to have just like your cash laying around and I'm guilty, probably guilty of this as well. That's, it's kind of like, like having a, a property that you don't rent out, you know, it's like the same thing, like just sitting there. And most people would not do this, have like a, an apartment somewhere and just like letting it sit there. Right. But like with money, it's that sits in the account, it's kind of the same thing. Like it's even, even worse because an apartment over time most likely is going to become worth more, but yeah, money will... Inflation you know, rate, you have to consider those. So, you, you know, the best thing you can do is you hire a good CA or an investment person and let them do the work, or maybe you should rate your own thing. I mean, of course, you have done that. Hmm. But for the others, you should do that kind of thing. Even if you have uh, any amount, like it, no amount is small or big, it's all about how you invest. That's, that's about it. Thanks for listening to the Shout Me Loud podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast to stay updated with the latest blogging techniques. For more information about Harsh and this awesome podcast, head over to www.shoutmeloud.com.